Welcome to another edition of the Saturday Night Browns Fever Show. We're part of the Fanatical L's Network. I'm your host, John Suchan, and welcome along. Hope you're all having a great weekend down here in the Columbus area, and we're celebrating. Well, I'm not celebrating because I'm not a big soccer fan, but the Columbus crew who reside down here in the area won their third MLS championship. Uh... And as they beat the team from Los Angeles, uh, in Columbus, you have two sports. I'm sorry, three. Uh, You have the Ohio State Buckeyes. You have the Columbus Blue Jackets, the NHL hockey team. Yep, they suck. Um, And then you have this Columbus crew. And it's great if you're a soccer fan, just... Just, I just can't get into it. You know, the World Cup and all that sort of thing, that's a little different because those players are, you know, amazing. Um, you know, Columbus crew, I mean, they're good soccer players. Obviously, they're professionals. But um, I don't know what it is. I've just never been able to get into it. So, uh, but congratulations. And uh, so the Browns, the Browns are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars tomorrow. And we're going to talk about that game here uh, today. And... Uh, I have my own Johnny Cleveland podcast, and normally we would uh, talk about this other topic, and usually um, we'll stick to football mostly, but uh, we'll just start with this because it is uh, more baseball news, but it's about money and finances and the craziness of professional sports, especially Major League Baseball. Um, the the kid that um, used to play for the LA or the Anaheim Angels, um, well, Los Angeles Angels. He, uh, a charity, or I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the kid's name. And, uh, you know, I've been a diehard baseball fan my entire life, but I've really fallen out of fandom with baseball. And it's, it has a lot to do with, like, the news that came out today with this guy who's, a, he's not only a great hitter, but he's also a pitcher. And he was playing with Anaheim or the, the Angels. Well, He got signed today by the Los Angeles Dodgers for $700 million over 10 years. That's right. 10 years, $700 million. Now, I don't know what the budget is of the Cleveland Guardians, but I can tell you without a doubt, and if you're listening as a Cleveland fan, you know this, the Guardians' entire budget is not even... A fourth of probably what he just gave this kid. Lord have mercy. And you wonder why baseball is having so much trouble keeping fans or even generating new fans. I'm an older fan who just just nuts. My side story to this is that I was once a school teacher, still work in the school systems as a counselor. And one of the stories I always remember is... When Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. came up in the major leagues in the late 80s, early 90s. In 1993, Ken Griffey Jr. signed, at the time, an amazingly huge contract. This is 1993, so 30 years ago. Four years, $24 million. Well, as a grade school teacher, 
I'd work with elementary kids and we were doing math. As I recall, going through the whole process of $24 million, four years. Well, if you do the math, that's $6 million a year. How much did that come out to be? Like per game, they play 162 games in the major leagues. How much was he earning per game and all that fun stuff. So we use it as a math equation, which was quite fun. And I went back tonight just to just to confirm and double check those numbers in baseball because it's outrageously stupid. At this point, there's no cap in Major League Baseball. And I mean, I'm not unhappy for the kid. Obviously, I'm, you know, the kid's a great baseball player from what everyone has said and what I've seen. He's hitting home runs. He's throwing. Um, I don't know if he has a no hitter yet or anything yet, but um, ran some numbers by. So here's the deal: seven hundred million in ten years. Okay, that's right. Seventy million per year. That's ready for this. That's one hundred and ninety-one million seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars per day. I'm sorry, $191,000. $191,000 he's earning per day. You want to break it down even further? Per hour, he's going to generate $7,990 per hour. You got the right. So, eight grand per hour. Um, per minute, did you do the math? $133 a minute. Break it down even more. Per second, every breath, every word that we speak, he's making $2.21. So right now he's probably made 10 bucks in this, the last three seconds. Lord have mercy. This is a huge problem. And this is the reason why I get turned off by baseball because you have the Cleveland Guardians that can't even field a, a competitive team because you have stupid teams like the Yankees. Now, they're not stupid, but when you can generate use the money, do it. Um, but it's such a complete farce that they think that Major League Baseball is a fair and competitive sport. It no longer is when you can assign the best players for outrageous, crazy money. The $1 billion mark is just around the corner. So, there you go. That's the latest Major League Baseball news of the night. Now, back to the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) They have a big game tomorrow against Jacksonville. Um, They have come off of two straight losses out west where they played the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Rams. They did not look good. One of the articles I wrote earlier today that will be coming out tomorrow on Fans First Sports, which is part of the Fanatical, which supports the Fanatical L's network here, is uh, I wrote about the Browns running the damn ball. Yeah, the Browns need to run the damn ball. The last three games, Kevin Stefanski, good steady Eddie, has decided, determined that we're just going to start jacking the ball up with a rookie quarterback. And and also, when he went down, let's just throw in a 38-year-old Joe Flacco that was sitting on his couch and have him throw the ball around 40-plus times. So the last three games, the Browns have thrown the ball in excess of 40 times. They won the one game somehow, miraculously, against the 
uh, Pittsburgh Squealers, but have uh, lost the last two. Now, if you want to break it down even further, you'll go back and look and see that the Browns have had four games this season, three of which have just happened the last three weeks. And in um, in those, they have an overall record of three and one. Uh, I'm sorry, one in three. One win and three losses when they've gone over 400 yards or over 40 passes. That's right, 40 passes. Um, so that's not good, folks. That's not good at all. Now, if you look at games where the Browns have run the ball more than passed the ball, okay, and it, that includes um, where they've evened out. There was a game earlier in the season. I didn't write down the which game it was, but they actually had 34 passes and 34 rushes. They won that game. So overall, the team is four and one when they have either more rushes or they're equal with the number of passes. Four and one, folks. Four and one. So the other record, obviously, is when the passes are more than the runs, they are only a record of three and four on the season. Now, this is where in my article, I stopped the article and said, this is where the bonehead idiots out there that do all the um, statistical blogging and looking at the Browns and start sharing all their crap out on social media who are supposed to be these expert Browns beat writers. And I'm not talking about necessarily, I actually like Tony Grossi. I know I'm probably you're the only fan. If you're listening to this and you, you hate Tony Grossi, I'm sorry. Respect the guy. I've listened to the guy for what 30 years you know guy's good he knows what he's talking about so getting back to the other idiots who um <laughs> write about these browns um they're always talking about how well the nfl is a passing league you know you guys don't know what you're talking about here in cleveland folks it's cleveland right and that they can bash us and they're gonna say oh well you guys don't understand football yeah we do we completely understand football and cleveland is about running the damn ball and I just shared with you just stats to back it up but those people like to skew those stats and say no it's only because the only reason that's happening is because you know this, 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 the circumstances in the game or this, the situations no no it's not um, it's interesting that Stefanski has really forced his hand the last three games and forced the ball up you know 40 times or more over the last three weeks. He's only, he only did that in week two, going back to when, um, when who did they play in week two? Can't even think right now. Um, but he threw the, they threw the ball 40 times in that game. Um, pa- uh, rushed the ball 35 times. So, you know, but he did hit the 40 mark there and they're not su- successful in other wins. Um, it was a little bit more balanced one game in game week three. They, Passed the ball 33 times. They rushed it 31. So that's pretty even. They won that game. They had the even split game where they rushed it 34 times and passed it 34 times. They won that game. In another game, they, they passed it 37 times, rushed it for 33. That's pretty balanced. Under five difference, they won that game. Now, in another game, later in the season, they passed the ball 30 times and rushed it 40 times. And they won that game. I might, I think that might have been the Indianapolis Colts game. Um, or it might have been the San Francisco 49er game. I think the, the Colts game was the following week where they passed the ball 35 times and rushed the ball 36 times. Again, 
balanced attack, they win that game. Crazily, they won the Pittsburgh game where they threw the ball 43 times and only rushed the ball 29 times. So they escaped with Dorian Thompson winning that game, and that's kind of upside down in my opinion. That's a rarity. It's not going to happen a lot here in Cleveland. Cleveland is a running town, and we need to respect that. We'll be right back. This is the Saturday Night Fever Browns show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Saturday Night Browns Fever Show. We are part of the Fanatical L's Network. I'm your host, John Suchan. Welcome along. We've been talking about this Browns rushing attack, and man, they got to run the ball tomorrow. They got to run the ball. Run the damn ball, Kevin. Right? Absolutely. And you knuckleheads out there that are constantly belittling and putting down Browns fans about how it's all about execution. Yeah, it's all about execution. I get that. We're not idiots. Browns fans are not idiots. So start with the perspective that Browns fans are not idiots. They're smarter than you most days of the week, even though you might talk about it and you might write about it and you might throw out statistics to back your arguments. You don't know Cleveland Browns football. So I'd rather you just stop writing and discussing it because you, you, you get the, you hook some fans into believing that you're, crap that you're posting is actually accurate doesn't work here in cleveland browns are a running team and they need to start with the run and they need to finish with the run that's where we're at this season if the browns want to be successful and get to the playoffs they're seven and five right now they got five games ahead of them this starts with the jacksonville jaguars if kevin decides to jack the ball all over the field and throwing it 40 45 times there's no way in god's green earth tomorrow that they're going to beat the jacksonville jaguars i put i'll put uh whatever life savings i have down on it (laughs) you got the chicago bears ahead coming up you got the jets you've got the cincinnati Bengals. these are all very winnable manageable games but it starts with understanding your team kevin you have to understand your team revolves around the run and then the pass. If you keep that in the back of your mind and listen and read the memo that every Browns fan around the world keeps telling you, listen and do what is best for this Browns team, please. There And we're not just Browns fans here in Cleveland. We have Browns fans worldwide and I I hear the sentiment of those Browns fans across the country, including those Oz chapter Browns backers out there in Wichita, Kansas, which I was part of for many years. They talk about running the damn ball. Yes, indeed, Kevin. I hope you're listening tonight. I hope the Browns go out there and play a great game tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon. Should be great weather to run the ball. It's supposed to be cold. A little, uh, who knows what's going to, could be a sunny day. could be, misting and a little drizzle. Um, you never know when you're up there at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Uh, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Take care and go Browns.